Root, Blue Wealth Property and the team back on board Beers and Break after 2024. Long-time supporters uh, of the podcast. So very, very grateful to Tony and the team for supporting us once again in 2024. They've got some events coming up and hopefully Morton and Tony can uh, sort us that 1-7 to seven Bulldogs backline to start the season. Fingers crossed a little bit of intel. I'm still hoping to get the call to ask me to play in the front row. So fingers crossed. Uh, but you can catch Blue Wealth Property in Melbourne on February the 13th. That is Wealth Through Property, 6.30 p.m. And then in Sydney, Wealth Through Property. That's out at Olympic Park. And Timmy, brace yourself. You can catch this one via webinar as well. February 27th, 6.30 p.m. And we are stoked to have Blue Wealth Property back on board for 2024. Make sure you reach out to the team. We'll have the uh, the link in all of the details and everything wherever you're watching, listening, whatever you might be doing. So make sure you reach out to Blue Wealth Property in 2024. Huge episode coming your way today, CTWs, and we're introducing The Rook. This reminds me of 2005 when I first laid my eyes on the great Timmy Smith. I am so excited for this one. Stay tuned. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Beers and Break Evans. We've got our CTW deep dive for the preseason today, bringing in my co-host, my 5'8". We had a little warm-up this morning down at the beach, looking fit as a fidel. Here he is, Timmy Williams. Welcome on, mate. It was an interesting start, Guru, to my Wednesday morning because I, I woke up to you saying, mate, you got a bit of some fresh content for us leading to Beers and Break. I was like, oh, cool, here we go. What's he got now? I think you had a laughing face with the message. I'm like, oh, shit, what's he done? Anyway, I open it up and there's just some absolute battler doing his yoga session or whatever. He's down on the beach by himself. And I'm like, oh, it's pretty funny. Like, here we jumped on, did the Instagram collaboration. I thought that's hilarious. And just started going bonkers. Then it sort of dawned on me. I'm like, people actually think that's me. Legitimately. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm not that fit. <laughs> You're fitter. <laughs> I'm way fitter. I back it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I even had a cousin who messaged me, shout out to you, Tommy, and said, is that really Tim? Yeah. I wrote no, and then I thought, hmm, yeah, I was, <laughs> do I, I run with this? I was like, do I run with it? I'm like, <laughs> people already think I'm a weirdo, so nothing really changes there, but they'll also think I'm super fit and ripped underneath. Win-win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a rogue character, though, good to see. Um, I believe that came from the Instagram page, Humans of the Northern Beaches, so perfect. <laughs> Love to see that. And shout what? out to whoever actually sent it to me and said it was Tim in the first place. Very good gear there. Uh, mate, CTWs, today uh, I am strapping myself in for a mammoth episode here. Um, probably one of our bigger of the years content-wise. Mm. More than seven-hour bloke podcast or? Not quite. Um, shout out to anyone that's watched that entire thing. You need to find a hobby. <laughs> ASAP. That was wild. Yeah, well, we actually finished about 20 minutes ago. I've come straight into beers and break even. <laughs> I sat with Matty yesterday and he showed me like on um on the computer like the bits that we deleted and like the little bits we deleted were literally just like moments of exhaustion from us. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> it's like oh, I better get rid of that. Oh, it was great. The, the best thing about CT Dub, you know, when we look at, Halfback and potentially 5A, hooker, the elite tier options, the primo start season with, they're all the same. Yeah. And they're the same in all teams. There are so many different avenues you can go with your elite. If you're going with a premium CTW pick, yeah. and there could be 10 different ones who people are going with, which is exciting. I think the cheapies sort of speak for themselves. Once we get to round one, we've got team lists, they'll be pretty similar. There might be a couple of mid ranges that we all go for, but anyone basically over 500K. There's going to be a lot of diversity, which is exciting. Yeah, and you even have a look back to last year, guys. You look at how that season played out. Like, neither of us honed Isako at any point. 
which was a kick in the dick the entire mm. year. DWZ, it took us a long time to get on. I don't think Marshu, you ever had him? I don't. Oh, yeah, I had him in my um, round one draft team. Then he twinged his hammy and I didn't have right. him all year. Unlucky. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, CTW, it can impact so much. Campbell Graham was a little – oh, I had Dane Gagai as well. So we had – we had very different CTWs throughout the year, which Great. makes it so interesting. I still remember sitting at the pub that night when you brought in DWZ and he scored 120-odd and I was almost in fucking tears. I almost had a breakdown on the spot. So CTW, it can just change so much. God, moments like that just give you shivers thinking yeah. back on them because like, especially on this show, we tend to highlight the shit moves that we make so yeah. you don't think about those good moments too often. And the, to bring out that DWZ, bring him in at the absolute last minute and he had two tries in 10 minutes. Oh, I love Supercoach. Yeah, and then Sometimes. what was it the year before the Joey Manu gate that afternoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I captained him and he went fucking nuts. Uh, but yeah. also <sighs> Joey Manu gate last year. Yeah, what happened last year? <laughs> he screwed it, you, didn't he? He yeah. absolutely screwed me. I think love it was that. the second or third last round of the season. Might have been the second last round and I had Drinky and Joey Manu and Manu, like the roosters were firing, the Tigers were in all sorts. And at the last minute, I changed my captain from Drinky to Joey Manu oh, and he did his, right. did his hammy 10 minutes in. Ah, good. As yes. skipper. And I just went, this game sucks. Yeah. Awful. Anyway. Yeah. Beauty of Supercoach, why we love yeah. it. Now, mate, there's another reason why we're going to love Supercoach even more this year. And we have got a major announcement today on Beers and Break Evens. Uh, it's obviously been a two-man show most of the time with Matty the Waterboy chiming in here and there. Uh, but we are... Introducing you to the Rook today. Plenty of rumours circulating around social media, the identity of the Rook. A couple of people have worked it out and credit to you. Uh, but the Rook uh, is obviously joining the Guru family this year as my producer. Uh, but more importantly, joining the Beers, Beers and Breakevens panel, I guess you could say. Kat, welcome in. Hello, hello. Thank you for... I, that was a very nice welcome considering all the things that you've said to me or about me. In the <laughs> okay, <letter>. let's... <laughs> I've said some very nice things to Kat, to be fair. That sounded awful. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm very glad to have you on, though. Uh, I've known Kat for a number of years and I've been waiting for the right time to be able to bring her into Guru. Um, Kat's very successful on her own front across social media, um, Optus Sports, an absolute heap of stuff, resumes... Very impressive. Um, the only downside about Kat is that she has previously been a fantasy player. Mm. One of them. Um, so we've cut her second head off and we're bringing <laughs> her into the super coach world. And um, yeah, the rook to super coach this year. We're very excited for you. I'm excited because I've toiled with the idea for many years of joining the super coach train. I, like you said, I did NRL fantasy for quite some time. And like there's a great community there, but I always see super coach as this like level above and I just wanted to experience it and why not do it in front of loads of people the first time Jesus some, some shots being fired early yeah I love this few, uh, few momentous moments in, in the history of mankind 1945 World War 2 ends <laughs> 1969 man sets foot on the moon <laughs> 1982 the Canberra Raiders enter the ARL for the first time <laughs> and are we? 2024 the Rook joins beers and break even this is going to be right up there with some of the most momentous occasions in history. It's game-breaking stuff. And um, you're a South Sydney fan as well. It's uh, it's kind of like I uh, copy and pasted uh, Kempi's homework. I took <laughs> Matt, the South Sydney fan, and uh, put my cat in, the South yeah. Sydney fan. So Big Bunnies fan, yeah? Yeah, Big Bunnies fan. Yeah, Matt turns into cat. <laughs> 
I love that. Good uh, start. Good big, strong start. Strong. Good it's not going to get any yeah. better than that. Very strong from you. It's it's exciting. Yeah, I'm a big Bunnies fan. As you can see, there's a couple of stickers around here. Um, and I'm going to try my best to not let that impact the decisions that I make yeah. this year. But once again, I cannot guarantee that. Well, unlike Tim, if you do let your bias take over a little bit, you'll probably do reasonably well. Obviously, a lot of South Sydney players that are pretty relevant when it comes to Supercoach. Canberra Raiders a few this year because they're cheap as chips. I'll have you know that I actually did not find a way to get Cameron Murray into my round one team. So you can shove your bias up your ass. <laughs> you are a big Cam Murray I guy. Am. I look and forward to that conversation. It broke yeah. my heart having to get rid of him, but <laughs> we'll get to that later. All right. Now that we've introduced the Rook and we are ready to go for season 2024, we're going to get into the CTWs. Before we do, though, unlimited group. Unlimited group, yes. Mate, the Beers and Breakevens Unlimited Group Code. A lot of people asking, is it, sorry, it's actually an unlimited league this year. Thank Christ. Those over at Supercoach headquarters have just named it a league so we can stop getting the confusion between the two. So we go to create slash join league. Yep. I'm literally join doing league. it live as we go. Yeah. Yep. And then you will just punch in the code, Guru. 339640. What that does for you, gets you in to compete against myself and the Roo for a chance to win some big prizes, some announcements to come in coming weeks. We won't announce it just yet, but it's big. It's exciting. There's some big ones coming yeah. for sure. Yeah. And um, currently sitting in the Beers and Break Evens overall group in first place, we've got the Gurus Grizzlies in number two, the Kuma Stallions. Uh, and I'm sure that by the time you're in there, we'll have the Rooks team. What's the Rooks team? Cool. I don't want to be boring, but it's Rookie Cat. Yeah, good. I like that. Yeah. Good. Just keeping it simple, you know. So we'll have our three teams in there. Uh, make sure you go in there and join that league and there are some big dog prize announcements yeah. coming, big ones coming. Uh, we'll have our weekly prizes again this year. We're just finalising what they look like, uh, but they will at minimum be what we had last year. So some Steed and Footballs, Beers and Break Evens. We've got some new hats coming as well. All happening. Got to get on that. Yeah. Um, Guru's, uh, Guru's just trying to work in, work out if he's going to pitch in 100k or 200k this year to the winner. <laughs> just playing with his finances. Leave it with me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, plenty of prizes, everything coming your way, guys. Make sure you join that league. The code again, Timothy. 339640. Beautiful. We will have it on one of these corners somewhere. <laughs> so nice, make nice sure you join there. that. Love your dancing. Thank you. Disco Stew over here. Um, once again, guys, it is a league. Make sure you go and join the league. I know we've had confusion with this in the past. League. Group doesn't exist anymore, so. So we've days. actually, we've avoided Just all that, league, have we? Yeah. Shout out to Supercoach. I know we all like to give them shit when they get things wrong, but fantastic for sorting that out. Ooh, yeah. Because that was a bit of a it's clusterfuck. It's the little things, isn't it? It's the little things in life we appreciate. So shout out to them. Now, is it time? Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to get into CTWs. Now, CTW, guys, um, it's a position where you obviously have just your normal CTWs, which, you know, a lot of value there and whatnot. But essentially, if you have a dual position, people new to the game, the Rook, for example, uh, if you have a guy that's available fullback CTW, you're obviously going to pick him in CTW. Why is that, Timmy? Uh, just because fullback is such an elite scoring position in Supercoach. They're more consistent. They have higher ceilings, can go bigger. So we want to lock those guys into our fullback spot. And if you can get a fullback that can play at centre, 
happy days. Same as when it comes to 2RFs most of the time. If you can get a guy that's actually playing in the 2RF on the weekends, you can put him in CTW. Mm. Absolute gold. Not many of those this year. For, yeah, for example, like just a couple off the top of the head, but guys like Ruben Cottle, potentially Jason Tamalolo, who are available 2RF front row, Jewel. I'm considering them in the front row slot. I would not consider them in a million years in the 2RF spot. Yeah, completely agree. If we get to round one and it looks like Dylan Lucas has won that second row spot for the Newcastle Knights, you obviously put him straight into your CTWs if you're picking him. Um, the, uh, the the second row forward CTW, Jules, is becoming a little bit more of a thing of the past, isn't it? Mm. Like it used to be, you used to have four of them as your starting side. Lot. There's a couple floating around this year. Uh, Dylan Lucas could be one. Tommy Eisenhuth could maybe be another if he wins a big, big edge spot. Uh, but, yeah, CTWs is the position where you get as many guys into as you can. Thankfully, you have seven spots to pick CTWs, so a heap of guys there. Ben Trebojevic. Ben Trebojevic, yes. Ben Trebojevic. We'll get to him soon. Imagine, we will get to him soon. Imagine if we're starting round one in our starting CTWs of Ben Trebojevic, Dylan Lucas and Tom Eisenhuth. Wild. Wild. I also fear that we could be doing the CTW episode in 2032 and be going, maybe Ben Trevojevic wins it this year, <laughs> which is going to ship me to no end. Jack Howarth will still be getting a chat. Yeah. There's a heap of them. So fingers crossed. Uh, I would love to see Burbo just just body hold together for six months. Uh, if your last name finishes with Trevojevic, I would love to see you yeah. play footy for six months. It would be no, unreal. No. Super entertaining. Real art. Uh, Fair bit of disrespect there to Jake Chaboyevich, to be fair. Yes, that, really that's like, very not fair. He's game in about eight years. Yeah. But, yeah. I'll leave yeah, I'm sure he'll take it well. Seems to be a reasonably good fella. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of good fellas, let's start off the top. The main man in CTW, 789K. Who's who in the Greg Marsu? What are we thinking this year? Coming off a massive season last year, uh, quite expensive there to start. Obviously, sitting on that KP edge, we've always said the best real estate in rugby league is the left edge of the Newcastle Knights. Last year, the right edge was the top try scorer, which kind of shit all over that. But, Marshu, 789K, could you do it? You could. You could. And I'll tell you why, because... That is the focal point of their attack. The Knights can potentially improve this season. They, Caelan Pong's only getting better. They're going to send so much of the attack down that left edge. They actually lose Dom Young from the right edge. So, if, you know, if, you've also mentioned that Frizzell might be going to the left edge. The left edge could just get everything. And you sort of look at wingers at top price and you go, all right, what's their base like? How consistent will they be? They've got to drop off at some point. Look, Marju probably drops price at some point, but... I'm not convinced he doesn't just keep scoring tries for fun. Yeah. Oh, I think Dom Young leaving could literally be huge for Greg Marsu. It could. And, like, you look at his numbers from last season. You know, what, pretty close to his first full season in the NRL without being dropped and coming in and out. Averaged 77 points, had 150 tackle busts in 20 games. When I threw an article up on the, on the website, which I'm sort of referring back to, it was 4.4% ownership. So you can wow. get... A bloke who's every chance to finish top averaging CT dub at that ownership and lock him in from the get-go. Look, I'm struggling just because we're going for guys like, you know, Ponger at fullback, Nico, Cleary, all these such expensive blokes. I probably can't find a way to get him in, but I can see why people would and, and I'll be nervous not owning him. Yeah, he's a guy that I can't get in, but 
<laughs> like it makes complete sense if you were to pair him up with a KP at fullback. You could absolutely fly this season. Um, Marcia, very interesting one. Uh, mate, the next guy, Jermaine Asako, 783K. Uh, fair to say the breakout CTW of season 2023. Uh, the first on this list that is a goal kicker. Huge advantage to have there. I I wasn't going to start with Osako, but I was I was looking at him from, from a draft perspective. Mm. Pretty keen on him. Assuming Jake Avrilo would land inside him, I thought that would be huge for him. We've seen images over the last few days. Herbie Farmworth inside him, which is a fucking nightmare. Could kill him. It could kill him. Um, like we, so only a few days ago, we were sitting on bloke, and I was sitting there going, "Geez, Jermaine Osako, I reckon he's a sniff for the top try scorer of the competition here with Avrilo inside him." Now I don't know if he makes the top twenty. Yeah, can can Maddie go back and edit that? Ahead <laughs> I wouldn't hey? mind that. Uh, as we know, Herbie does not pass. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want Herbie passing either. He's so destructive. Yeah. But, God, it hurts Osaka. You, you've done your, your Dolphins guru preview? You have uh, t- team preview? No, I haven't yet, I don't ha- think. No. You have you looked – have you seen their draw? I haven't, no. They leave Queensland once before round 12. That is to play the Eels in Darwin, which is an Eels home game. Yeah, wow. They start the season. We did the preview of them on, on the SC Favourite podcast last night. Their, their draw starts out. Cowboys at home. Dragons at home. They have a bye in round three, which is a bit annoying. Titans away. Tigers at home. That's their first five rounds. It's an incredible draw. Actually, I have done my Dolphins preview. I did it on my own. And, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, all I remember coming away from that is going, does you and I can make the best 17 mm. here? It's insane. And with that draw. all that Yeah, all that being said... You know, we, we, we harp on about it, but tighter defences early on. <laughs> Look, he averaged 77 last year. I just – he had 24 tries in 24 games. I just don't see him making any value. I don't yep. see how he goes up much. He could come out and go three tons to start the year. He might, but I'm backing that he doesn't. He's, he's not even – he's not on my radar early on. I think that if he has Jacob Rillo inside him, I think he can actually maintain that. I think he could actually yeah. improve it a little bit, but I don't think he's like a value player or anything. Um, but, yeah, if he's got Herbie inside, ideally he has Herbie inside him for the first 10 weeks. Mm. He drops a heap of cash and they make a change. Yeah. If they make a change and Avrilo lands next to him and he's 150k cheaper, yeah. I will go in. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm keen, I'll be keen on him at some stage. Yeah. Just not at 7.83 to start the season. I'd pay up for Marju before I would Osaka. Yeah, completely agree. Um, okay, let's go to Dane Gagai, 739K. Obviously had Dom Young outside him last year. They had a tremendous combination there. Uh, Gagai, I would argue, probably in career best form this year. He was amazing. Uh, at 740K with the change of Dom Young with Tyson Brazil leaving that edge, probably not for me. Um but, geez, I did grab him at one point last year and, Christ, he was impressive. He averaged 72 last season. He scored three tries. Three meaties. Yeah. And, and I could do that at lunch. <laughs> could do it today. <laughs> Might help you. Uh, look, not for me. He's turning 34 this year. He loses Dom Young, which will impact him a little bit. Does they get more ball down the left edge every chance? But you look at the raw numbers. He based 40 last season. With three tries. Even if they get less ball, he's going to score more tries than three. So you could argue that he's undervalued. I'm not buying him, but 
the numbers read that way. There's an argument there yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure we'll talk about it soon. But based on what happened last year with Dom Young, geez, the person outside him could be interesting depending on who lands that yeah. spot, whether it's a Jenkins, whether it's like a Mapalungi or a young guy. Oh, I'm not sure who it'll be, but he'll, he'll be a talking point at some point, guy, yeah. for yeah. sure. Number four, I owned him last year until he got suspended. I was very, very happy with him, a genuine superstar of our game. Val Holmes, 736K, another goal kicker to talk about here. What are your thoughts on Val? I don't mind him. Yeah. Uh, Potty last night, Maddie, the water boy's pod to start the year. Maddie's keen to pay up for him. And why not? We've all got expectations that the Cowboys are going to be big improvers this season. He's in a good team. He's just a goal kicking. He has massive base for a CT dub. Look, just because probably he's playing centre, I will not be paying up for him. I can see why people are. What do you reckon? Yeah, I can see it as well. He's not in my side at the moment, uh, but... At some point, I plan to have Val Holmes. I'll tell you what, Timmy, if we get to like the early weeks of the season and it's evident that they're not using Val Holmes as a decoy in every second play yeah. like they were last year, my God, I will rush to get him in. Like he based 31 last year. You add his tackle-busting ability to that, his huge, obviously his huge work is part of that, but the goal kicking in an improved Cowboys team, he can improve. He's got serious potential to be number one overall yep. at the end of the year, I think, Val Holmes. I think we're probably going to have a pretty early decision, maybe around six to eight. Do we get in Val Holmes or Greg Marju? My head says at the moment, that, or gut probably I should say, says it'll be Greg Marju I'll be wanting, but Val could explode. Val, uh, mate, if they, if they just change how they use Val slightly, mm. he could become a must-have guy. Very quickly. Very quickly, yeah. Wild. Uh, Ruben Garrick made an interesting one. Uh, I believe you, you're you pretty confident he's going to play centre? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that when you look at the raw numbers from last year when he played centre, he had that one game against the Dolphins where they absolutely brained it. I think they won by 60-odd. I think he might have scored a hat-trick in that game. 169 points, yeah. 169 points. Uh, the other two games that he played at centre? 26 and 62. Okay. And 35. Okay. Yeah, I'm not huge on him at centre. And I, I, I'm I, more than happy to fall on my sword eventually if he does do well there. But I would definitely have Ruben Garrick on the wing personally. Where do you sit on this one? I prefer Garrick on the wing as well. And, and yeah. I wish he was playing there. But the word sounds like he will be playing centre. I'm not keen on him at centre. And again, in that small sample size, I know there's a 169. But they obliterated the Dolphins at yeah. rookie. Not keen on him at centre, at least not to start the season at the price. But, you know, if he, we do get a drop in price and he's playing at centre and Manly's draw to start the season is quite difficult. Yeah. So if it opens up and softens up a little bit, I'll, be, I'll definitely be keen on him at some point. If Tommy Turbo stays fit and he finds himself back on that left edge, that left wing, look out. Yeah, game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, are you assuming he obviously plays left centre, right? <sighs> Well, what did what did he play? Do you remember what he played when he played centre last year? Can't recall. I, I've got visions of him going down that right edge at centre against the Dolphins. So you reckon they'd move Cola to the other side potentially? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I'm just trying. I, I thought, think when Garrick had that great performance, it was next to Saab. Is, is that what Ella yeah, said the other day? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Geez, that's interesting. So what you'd you'd that have to then move Cola to the other side? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I look at Cola sometimes and I think, fuck, you can make a good winger. Mm. Yeah. 
like the way that he returns out of his own end and whatnot. Yeah, I'll tell you what I wouldn't hate with Kohler if you let him defend at centre and sort of attack at wing. I reckon that'd be he said, hectic. Yeah, why not? I reckon that'd be mad. Get the best of both. I'd say his defence yeah. and his, his kick returns, the speed on the edge. And you know what? If you could get a guy like Kohler playing left centre, defending out there to help Brooksy and Schuster, mm. or Brooksy and whoever the hell lands in that spot, geez, it'd be a, be a nice little get there. Yeah. Anyway, back to Ruben Garrick. Uh, at the moment, not keen on him. If he lands on that left wing spot, then he does become very interesting yeah. and he will at some point. I have no doubt about it. Um, even if he, you know, something was to happen to Turbo this year, touch wood it doesn't, something was to, uh, I think he'd be the next man at fullback for me still. Garrett. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. After Cole obliterated it last year. Yeah, he played I the know, bottom I two know the sides. Opposition. I know that. Yeah. And I mean, Ruben Garrick was injured too, remember? Playing, but playing injured, yeah. Or, no, or, I don't think he played in oh those no, two he games. Broke his neck or something. Broke his yeah. neck, remember? That's right, yeah. So I'm not convinced Kohler is the next man up. And yes, Kohler absolutely demoralised the bottom two sides, but it was only a year before that Turbo was injured. Ruben Garrick had them as a top eight side playing fullback until Jersey Gate hit. So Garrick breaking his neck one year beers and break even last year. It legitimately <laughs> did. It also cost me a draft comp. Shout out to you, Stephen. Fuck you. Um, but yeah. Just realised that then. Yeah. I used to love Ruben Garrick as well, but with that reality, God damn it, Ruben. All right, let's talk Brian To'o. Um, obviously, the right winger for the Penrith Panthers, in my opinion, the best winger in rugby league right now. An absolute super coach gem coming out of his own end where he does most of his work. Uh, I think the big upside for Brian To'o here is that he loses Critter inside him. Um, I can see a lot of upside there, but... <laughs> Depending on who he land, who he does land inside him, whether it's Taylor May, whether it's Isaac Tungo, God, I hope it's not Tyron Peachy, um, you could end up in a very similar boat there. But even when he's not getting a heap of ball, we know that Brian Toe is an out-and-out supercoach gun. Outside Nathan Cleary on that edge, Cleary's, I, I think, only getting better year on year. Are you considering Brian Toe? I'm not. I started with him last year, had him all season, and he was terrific. Uh, we did the Panthers last night, their preview, and just some interesting numbers around him. So crazy that he just hasn't had bigger scores in him in yeah. the past. Probably the most consistent centre, you'd say, yeah. at CT Dub or like winger in CT Dub. 71 average last season. He had four tonnes. His top score was 112. In 2022, he had three tons, top score of 116. Mental. So th- there are just a few things like, what, are we, are we assuming Tungo plays on the right edge at centre? Taylor May was a left winger when he debuted in 2022, so plays left centre? I have no idea what they're going to do. Either I really way, don't. I think you've yeah. got two glue hand centres, don't you? Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't rule out as well Taruva potentially playing centre. He can. Oh, that'd be so good for Taylor May. It'd be unreal. It'd be great. Yeah. That, that's like in an ideal super coach world, that's what we want to happen. We had to tail him soon and I'm happy to own him, but at, on the wing, I'd be so much more confident. Yeah. If it does go Taylor and Tungo, not that we've seen Taylor at centre, but you got two, like, I'm assuming he's going to be a ball running centre. You got two glue hand centres. So either way, uh, my other concern with Toto at the price is that back into last season, we saw Cleary bring into his game, sweep into that left side and doing it quite regularly. Yeah. I just don't think that can help Toto at all. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Uh, yep. So, yeah, tough draw to start season, Penrith. He's not going to let you down. We know that, but I'm looking elsewhere. Yeah, it is bizarre that he had, you know, four tonnes last year, but 
not a single score over 112, uh, as you pointed Mental. out before. Yeah. I think Penrith's attack is just so balanced yeah. across the board. They can score anywhere and they do. They don't target any specific area. I said on the potty last night, you compare it to someone like Marju or, or Asako who the Knights go to the left, to that corner every yeah. time. The Dolphins go to the right every time. Penrith can go anywhere. Yeah. I guess the big advantage with Brian Toto uh, is that, you know, even if he doesn't score a try and he's quiet, you know, at absolute worst case scenario, you're getting a 45. You're not going – if you want to start with him, you're not going wrong. And all that talk about the numbers and not having the big tons, there's no reason why you can't start with three tons and potentially a big one. Yeah. So I, I just think, you know, they've won the comp fees in a row. How much better can he get? New centre inside him. I just – not for me. Dallin Montini's Lesniak, uh, 719k, coming off a massive season last year. My worry has always been with him that when he doesn't score tries, uh, you're in a bit of curry. But my man scores a fuckload of tries to his <laughs> yeah. credit. Um, that right edge for the Warriors is looking scintillating heading mm. into next season. Obviously, Roger Tuovasa check landing um, obviously helps that edge. But do you think having RTS at centre as potentially the strike weapon on that edge could hurt DWZ a little bit, or do you think it helps him? I don't know because I'm thinking hurt because mm. I think they'll hit. I don't know if they will hit. So Roger's going to play right centre, is he? Sounds that way. Yeah. You know, the, their right edge attack was arguably the best in the comp last season when it was on. It was always on. It was on all season. It was incredible. So I don't think their shape's going to change. And Roger's probably going to have to learn to do that block running play where he just, like Rocco Berry did last year. Yep. It's also a bit stiff on Rocco Berry, who was terrific last year, I thought, and just served that purpose on that edge so well. Roger, I know he's played fullback, but he's never been a notorious passing centre. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced that it'll help him, Dallin. Yeah, I'm not as convinced the Warriors will be as high-flying as they were last year, personally, despite the squad probably improving. I just, history tells us with these sides, there tends to be a little bit of a drop. Um, I don't think the Warriors are coming out in 2024 as a surprise packet mm. anymore. Teams know what they're going to get. Teams know what they're going to throw at them. Um, so, yeah, I am i didn't have DWZ at any point last year. Or did I end up getting him late to... You got him late, mate. You followed me into equal it. Equal up to you, yeah. He's, um, Smart footy. <laughs> he... Yeah, and look, the same thing. Early in the season, defence is tight. His base was 25 last year, which wasn't great. Scored a ton of tries. He said the right edge couldn't have looked any better. Now, there's no reason why it can't be terrific again this season. But, and I know this is a very quite cynical look at, way of looking at it, a negative way of looking at it. But, you know, that right edge is Sean Johnson. Sean yep. Johnson's already had an injury scare this preseason. He has a huge injury history. If anything happens to Sean Johnson, you then, you've then got a 700K plus winger there that you're going, he's scoring potentially halves. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to look at these things when you're paying up at round one. I will probably want him every chance at some stage this year, like the blokes we've mentioned, but not to start. Yeah, and I completely agree with him. It is a negative way to look at it, but 12 months ago sitting here, did any of us think Sean Johnson was going to have the season he did and not have a single fucking injury? I mean, he still had injuries last yeah. year, to be fair. He just played through them. So I think it is something you need to consider. Uh, Campbell Graham is our next man here. Um, I heard a rumour this morning that Campbell Graham had picked up a sternum injury once again. All seems to be false and whatnot, but uh, the Rook... I sent a bit of a, uh, a worry down your spine, didn't I? Oh, my gosh. That was not the news that I wanted this <laughs> morning. And also the way you just dropped it so casually. Like, you had, you got to warn me. Yeah. Um, but definitely not the news that the South that South Sydney want to see, that any of us want to see as we head into preseason. But 
I think also from a fantasy perspective, he's a great pickup. Oh, don't say that word. Oh, <gasps> from a Come super on, coach Rook. perspective, well, still on the cruise ship. Still got yeah, the feet up. I was going to say the Rook's first blip of the year. Yeah. But Actually, no, I made a blip before. I've accidentally shown myself on camera a couple of times. I, I think. Second I think blip of the year. we need to get like almost a swear jar for every time she That's says fair. the F word. Yeah, right. That's fair. And they can buy our beers at the end of the year. I'm the only clean skin on this podcast, mate. <laughs> Why? Outnumbered. Why is there so much animosity between the you two? You know what? To be fair, we actually don't have that much animosity. <laughs> I think I, I appreciate fantasy players, uh, but this is a super coach show and I know a lot of the people out there are very territorial, I guess okay. you could say. Well, so, I apologise Yeah, if you want to get mad at anyone. again. At Katadad, find oh, her, let nice. her know. Thanks I thought you that. were going to say you had no animosity, animosity towards me. I was going to say, I hate you. Yeah, I hate you too. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about <laughs> that. God, just clear that up. No stress. Um, but yeah, Campbell Graham, uh, looks like that room was complete and utter horse shit. Fingers crossed. 703K, I had him for part of last year. Uh, he absolutely lit it up to start last season. He was incredible. Um, a bit like Brian Toto in that his low scores are pretty high. As good as he was last year, my God, he did have a lot of 37s, 41s, 42s, these mm. sort of scores along the line there. Uh, but when he is, when he scores a try, you can just about lock him in for a 70-point score. Um, I I really – I'm kind of excited about Campbell Graham again this year. I know all the chat's about the left edge for South Sydney, but I just think the way that Cody's sort of floating around a little bit more, and I think he's just turned into a genuine strike weapon – you have a look at his season last year and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but if you have a look at his first, you know, 15 weeks or whatever. Sorry. So before he got injured, when Marty Tapao put his knee through his chest, um, he was averaging 75 at that mm. point throughout the year. From that moment on where you could blatantly tell Campbell Graham was injured and struggling, yeah. um, that average dropped to, I think, like 63 or Same something like that. Same time Same no, yeah, probably. <laughs> Drafted him last year, so it got very hot and heavy for Campbell Graham. Um, if he is fully fit and ready to go, I am interested in Campbell Graham as my little pod. Really? Play. Yeah. But I'm happy to admit I'm also very biased. I've just always loved Campbell Graham. So so have I, and I've loved him super coach wise too. I just see, uh, I know you, you talk about Cody playing both edges a bit, but Cody the last few years has been sweeping both edges a fair bit. Mm. I just think Jack White and going on that left edge, well, we, we suspect Kaloa Matangi is going to play left. Uh, essentially, all that's gone out the window, apparently. So it's he's staying changed. on the right. He could be right. I'm not sure how they're going to line up South Sydney. I hope he stays to. on the right because yeah. you're already lacking strike on that edge as it is. Keep your strike weapon there. I find, and the left edge has got so much attack. I, I find it stupid if they swap him. But don't get me wrong, they'll have their reasoning, I'm sure, but yeah. it doesn't add up to me. If Keon goes to the left, Jack goes in at left centre, where's the ball going? Cody's edge, Luttrell's preferred edge. It's just, it's going to the left. I don't like that for Campbell Graham. It'll be better if Kalama Tungy stays on the right for Campbell Graham. I just think while he could start really strongly, he's priced on a 69-point average, which he could improve. 35 base is tremendous. I, I, I'm not that keen on him to start the year. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. Um, I think that their attack is going to be a little bit more – I think it's going to be similar to last year, a little bit more balanced than what we anticipated. Mm. Um, I understand what you're saying when you say you like a bit of strike out there, but I think South Sydney look at Campbell Graham as a genuine fucking strike centre in this competition. Um, we just spoke about Brian Toto, for example, right? Over his entire season, he had 400s 
Uh, one of the, his highest was 112. You have a look at Campbell Graham. When he was fully fit to start last season, the first 10 weeks he had 300s uh, that included 145 and 132. Um, I... You know, there's other scores in there of 90s, 86s, 80s and whatnot. I – and, look, I'm more than happy to admit I might be a little bit biased on mm. Campbell Graham, uh, but I am very, very interested. You have a look at his first 10 weeks. Uh, he had two scores that were below 45. Uh, both of them were against Penrith where he went 34, 37, mm. uh, all based those games. I uh, There's every chance if he's fully fit and that's evident in trials that he's back to himself, that he will be my little pod play. CTWs. Okay, yep. Not for me, but I understand it. And the other thing to note with him is that Bunny started last year on fire, then, as we know, fell off a cliff. Yep. If they can maintain that form. Yeah, it's why scary. Why can't they maintain that big average? So, yeah. Yeah, at the moment, I'm looking at him as my little pod guy. Um, mate, Isaac Tungo, uh, one of my favourite players in this competition. The first man under 700k that we're going to talk about, 698. Uh, we know he will play centre on either side of the field. Um, I think that towards the back end of last year, defensively, it potentially all caught up on him, just how quickly his career's come at him. Mm. Um, I think that he would have gone away and taken a lot from that. Injuries were a concern last year. Uh, we then had that news about him not getting any medical help or whatever, which probably doesn't help yeah. the situation. If he – and as you said before, mate, Nathan Cleary is playing both sides of the ruck now, so either side's a win. But, fuck, if he lands at right centre where Nath's dominant there, he's interesting to me as well. And he gets such good ball to his right centre, as we know yeah. in recent years with, with Critter. Yeah, look, another one that I'm not overly keen on. You add in, I know we have absolutely no nows around it, but there's no, there's no medical treatment chat and whether yes. – I don't know how much about that, but – not ideal. It's not a green flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, tough draw to start for Penrith. I just think they're a better people for the same value. Price on a 68-point average. Uh, not that keen. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. completely fair. And I think this is something you also need to keep in mind when we're talking about these CDWs that there tends not to be many points scored in the first four weeks. Yeah, Super coach yeah. scores tend to be lower. so There's reluctance to pay up. Yeah, there's people. reluctance to pay up, but I think you also need to – that's where a guy like DWZ, I know we already spoke about it, but he would just be a no-go for me because mm. you need these guys to score yeah, tries. Whereas at least with – like Tungo based 36 last year, which yep. is unreal. Campbell Graham was similar. Toto was even more, I think, or similar enough. So if they've got the base, you feel a little bit better that if they don't score, they'll still get you there 35-40 yeah, rather than 10. Especially good base guys in teams that you think are going to be decent, like South Sydney and Penrith. Yeah. That's where it does become appealing. Um, Nick Meaney, fullback slash CTW. Um, shout out to Nick Meaney who came into my side for about 14 hours last year as my <laughs> captain. Shit the bed and hit the road very, very quickly. Probably won't happen again this year, but I will not rule it out. 694K sounds like he's going to play centre. I have no interest whatsoever. Playing centre... Probably not gold kicking, depending how Pappy returns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No. Uh, number eleven on the list of CTWs. If you last year gave me a million guesses, who would be number eleven on the list of CTWs heading into twenty twenty four? I would not have guessed Semi Valamay. I would have needed a few more million to guess it. He was incredible. Six hundred and seventy k. Bit of competition up there as far as Kyle felt getting that spot and whatnot. I would go Semi personally. 
and I wouldn't have picked Semi in my top 60 wingers in the mm. NRL last year, but he proved me completely wrong. He's been fantastic. Not one I'm looking at, but there is a little pod blade in there if he goes well. Yeah, he came in last year, killed it, surprised everyone, was terrific for them. I think he would have done enough to start on the wing for them this year. Base 32, had a couple of tons in there early on. Not for me, not keen at all, but could come out and average 85 over the opening five rounds and I wouldn't be shocked. Speaking of guys that could average a heap early, we've got BK coming from the long list of some of my favourite BKs, Brett Kamali, Ben Kennedy, Brian <laughs> Kelly. Brian Kelly. Um, isn't he just a super coach enigma? So annoying. He's punishing. Yeah, he's so good, but I just I just can't trust him. I can't I I assume do you assume he's gonna play right center this year or do you, or do you think I don't know. I am yeah. not sure what they're gonna do with Brimo. I I don't know where how they're gonna do it. Yeah, I've got no idea. Uh but Brian Kelly, he's never a bad super coach option. That's just he's never a great super coach option for me. Can find a niggling little injury. He based thirty five last year. If he's playing, look, I'm not going to start with him, but the Titans do have a terrific draw to start the season. Mm. If he plays left and he's there with Fafida, maybe. Yeah. But on the right, definitely not, because I think that right edge at the Titans isn't going to get a lot of great ball this season, unless Fafida moves to the right, but I think he'll stay left with Foran. No. No. Uh, Manu, comma, Joseph, number 13 on our list here. Um, when you take out the games that he had injury and whatnot last year, I think it was about a 68-point average, very solid. I'll be honest with you, though, Timmy, towards the back end of last year, I feel like we're – I think – I must feel like Manu's starting to slow down a little bit. Um, and we know that in Supercoach, when he gets those opportunities at 5'8 and uh, at fullback, mm. he's absolute gold. When he's just playing centre – I don't feel like he's the absolute super coach gun that he was a couple of years ago. Do you think I'm off the mark or what are your thoughts? Last year, I don't think he looked at his best, yep. but I don't have any queries around him returning to the elite that we've seen. And he's a bloke that, you know, I could see, I'm not going to start with him, but we know he does his best work when he plays 5'8 fullback. Yep. He's one ton of last season, came at fullback, played two games at fullback. One for a hundred score of one hundred seventeen, another one for a score of sixteen, and some people captained him. That went well. Uh, <laughs> what's he starting at? Uh, he six fifty two. Roosters draw to start the season. I mean, they're going to Vegas, probably not. I'm I feel sure. like any other year, six hundred fifty two k would have had me very interested. I in know. Him. Yeah. I just, I, I don't feel the same about him like I used to. Well, I hadn't really considered him. In my options. and Is there a reason for that, though? Like, Well, Broncos round one, Manly round two in, at Brookie, Bunnies, Panthers. It's a really tough first four rounds. It does, even from there, like they've got Doggies, Knights at Newcastle, Storm. What are the Roosters notorious for as well? Starting slow. Starting slow. Yeah. And you just never know what their attack's going to look like. It was no so idea. clunky last year. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm not – I wonder if last year when we, we've spoken a lot about how Teddy's ball plane fell off a cliff and he just seemed to want to tuck it under his arm and just run it every time, how much that impacted Joey. Probably a hell of a lot. 
Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. But, I, mate, I, I just feel like Joey didn't I, – I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that Joey carried an injury or something last yeah. year because he just he didn't have the same punch to me that he's had the last few seasons. Um, I I want to watch Joey Marno. I want to eye test him. I want to make sure the Roosters have worked out how to play rugby league yeah. before round 20 this year and then I can look at him. But at the moment, he's not even on my radar. He's just come back on my radar, but – I think that's as far as it would get. Like base, he always bases well. But he based thirty four last year, despite yeah. all that. So, I just yeah, I'm like you. Yeah, I want to see a bit from him, and I want to see a bit from the Roosters in the the early days. I assume I think KP's put himself out of the All Stars game, so Marnie will probably feature in that one with a big game there. He could put himself on everyone's radar very quickly. Yeah, well, if he plays fullback in it, he'll run for four hundred and fifty meters and bust twenty eight tackles. So we get people very excited. I'm actually hoping he does that, and a lot of people jump on. Because it won't change then. anything for us. It's it like, won't, it won't change anything. He's going back to centre. Yeah, sure, um, mate. Next one. Uh, speaking about fullback and centres, we've got Critter arriving at the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, it sounds like there's a very good chance they play him at centre. Um, I hate that personally. I would be playing him at fullback, but regardless of fullback, CTW, I I can't look at him yet. Yeah, without rinse and repeating, we've sort of spoken about potentially on this podcast, but bloke a lot, uh, so I won't go into it too much. But I'd also have him at fullback just for the first five to ten rounds, give the bloke a crack to see what he can do. Sounding a bit more like he he will play centre. Look, he played fullback and he he was to goal kick. Birdo hit him at like eighty five percent or something last year, so yeah. I don't know if he will. He may, uh, and he was fullback. He would be a super pod to start with. Sounds like centre. Don't know if you're goal kick. Need to see a bit. If you gave him the goal kicking, I still wouldn't be interested. Yeah. Are they going to, like, what, he's he's based at 650K coming from literally the greatest team we've ever seen outside the best halfback in rugby league. I, yeah, not even on my radar. Goal critter. kicking fullback? Honestly, not on my radar. No. Um, I want to see it first. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to see one gun trial at fullback and he sets up two tries and looks good and has big work rate, we'll yeah. talk. It's mad to be a goal-kicking fullback, but if your team isn't scoring points, I don't care. No. And I, I hope I'm wrong with Canterbury, but I look at their middle forwards and I just go, Christ, I don't know how many how they're going to go this year. Yeah. So, um, Dom Young, 640K. I'm going to sound like a real negative asshole here to be the top try scorer with 25 tries in a season only be 640K. That seems bizarre to me. Mm. I thought he would be much more expensive than that. And he just had so many line breaks last year. Yeah. And, you know, I, I start – a lot of people were so high on the roots to start last season and went heavy super coach wise. I was one who was burnt by them. You know, how much – he's going to be playing outside Joey, uh, Joey Marno as well. Glue hands. My big worry is that he's going from one of the best passing centres in rugby league to one of the worst passing yeah. centers in rugby league, which worries me a little bit. Did you have Dom Young in your side? Talk to us. Yeah, I do have Dom Young because, once again, his performance last year with Knights was incredible. But I think also having – I actually see him partnering with Joey Manu as a positive, but in saying that, mm. like you said, glue hands, is it mm. going to benefit Young or are we going to see that he actually gets less of the ball because yeah. of that? I don't know. I just think that he's such a talent. The speed's mm. incredible. And I think when he's got the backing of a side like Roosters, who knows what he's going to do. Yeah. There's, a, yeah. there's enough go. positivity there. I just think a lot of things need to go. 
I am trying to get in the mould this year a little bit more of just like if there's a gun talent, even if a few numbers don't add up super coach wise, try and look past it. Yeah. Especially if they're young, like Dom Dom Young. Um, because nice. they, they, nice. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting better and they're getting better. There are just a few too many red flags with Dom Young between Manu Santa, Teddy's ball playing, which I think will improve significantly. And I think Teddy's got it in his mind that he, he ran up way too much. I think he'll find himself passing a lot more, especially with yep. I mean Dom Young there. Just a few too many red flags. But if the Roosters come out and they start quicker than last year, he could explode. He, and there like, is, we know he could. 100%. And this is where, like, you know, we're sitting here saying Marnie won't pass the ball, he won't get the football. Sure, Cut's exactly right. He could be going to one of the best teams in the competition on the wing. Yeah. He could score more tries than last year. Like, yeah. how negative were we on Osaka to start the season, for example? Exactly. And how wrong were we? There are so many players that we've already been through at this top dollar that for reasons we've mentioned around starting with premiums at CTW, which we're not that keen on, they could all just explode. Everyone we've mentioned just about. And I don't know where you sit on this, Timmy, but for me, I am huge in your CTWs. Back your gut feeling mm. because it is where yeah. it can differentiate you. We think Manu might not pass the ball to Dom. If Cat thinks that, hey, I think he's going to excel there, I think they're going to utilise him there, back it. you have to back your gut feeling. And see, you're right because CT Dub is, is such a position for, for backing the gut. You look at forwards in particular, most of the forwards you can, you can get an idea of what their output is. If they've gone to a new club or you know, players have come and gone and, and you can work out if they're going to get more minutes or yeah. what the benchmark is. And you can be a lot more informed with it. Gut feel comes into CT dubs. How how good is this team going to go? How good is this edge going to go? Is this person going to score tries? Because the numbers won't necessarily always back it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, completely I think, agree. I think also you look at KP, for example, Knights are so reliant on him. They're perform- if he's not playing, Knights mm. aren't performing. Dom Young, I think, had a similar influence on that Knights side. But I also don't think Roosters would have signed him if they didn't have a plan to utilise him. So yeah. I don't know. Like you said, I can see both sides, but I feel like he's one that I'm kind of willing to to bet on at the start. And to avoid hypocrisy, having mentioned that, I mentioned like with Dallin before, there's the injury concern to Sean Johnson. Greg Marger, who you're paying even more for, Kalen Ponga gets a flick on the head and gets a concussion and misses time again. That's probably doesn't happen. It could. hundred percent. It takes so much out of Greg Marger as well. Yeah, yeah, which is a very fair point to bring up. Yeah, I agree. Um, mate, the next one, I think he's a big gut feel guy, Herbie Farmworth. Um, obviously was incredible for the Brisbane Broncos last year. Dallium centre with Critter, I think he was, yep. wasn't he? Yep. Um, Herbie arrives at the Dolphins. Uh, for me, mate, there's part of me that says, geez, can he really do better than what he did last year? Part of me says, though, the Wayne Bennett factor. We're seeing now that he could be lining up at right centre instead of left, which... In that Dolphin squad, I really like that for him. Um, he's got a you know a fantastic winger outside him, obviously. I think Herbie is a classic. If you reckon he's going to brain it there and improve under Wayne, have a punt on it. I won't be, though. Nah, no, nor will I. Starts not that expensive. We're starting to get to... It's in, not crazy. We're starting to get into territory, like based on a, what, a 62-point average where they're at prices where if they come out well, they can make you 150K. 200k potentially sort of thing so we are starting to get to a bit of value territory base 35 last season scored a ton of tries in a gun team i'm not keen on him i don't know i don't know don't think he's got the ceiling at center 
Yep, fair. For the Dolphins. So. Yeah, actually, having a look back at his scores last year, I mean, he only had 100-plus game. In one of the best attacking teams in the NRL. Yep, that's very fair, funnily enough, against the Dolphins. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually spoke earlier without looking at his scores from last year. They are a little bit lower than what I probably assumed them to be. There's a couple of games where he scores tries and he still goes sub-60. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Interesting. I thought he'd be better than no, that. Not, not overly keen. Yeah, good shout. Um, okay, our next man on the list. <laughs> Named after my draft team this year, Rancho Rilo Maxo, <laughs> Zach Lomax. Um <laughs> If he plays fullback, I am so interested in this guy. If he plays a wing slash fullback hybrid, which I have no idea why Shane Flanagan would do that. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. I'm a little less keen, but I can also see some value there. Yeah, I was pretty keen on Flanagan going to the drag and thought, you know, he'll get him going. Great coach, good track record and... Then I see stuff about like him sharing this wing, a bloke who's played centre his whole career, sharing a wing fullback role with Terrell Sloan. I'm just like, what? I I cannot believe how many of these teams that are at the bottom of the ladder are overthinking where to play their superstars. Yeah. Get the fucking ball in their hands. Yeah. You don't have a choice. I, yeah. If he plays fullback and he's a goal kicking fullback. We expect him to keep goal kicking, or do we think Young Flano could take over? How's Young oh, Flano hit him? Do we know? Is he all right? Yeah, he hits him He's well. Right. Oh, I'd be going low, Max, though. Because he didn't hit him very well last year for me. No, he didn't. That's fair. Oh, Christ, God. I had to Let's, goal for kicking. argument's sake, say he's a goal kicking fullback. Yeah. Because anywhere else, and if he's not goal kicking, I'm just not interested. Yeah. I will not be starting with him because I do not think the Dragons have enough points in them. Mm. But if he is a goal kicking fullback, he'll be heavily on the, the watch list in the opening rounds because the Dragons might not need to score a lot of points. If he can put over two or three conversions a game, including like a penalty or whatever, and he has 20-plus runs and bust tackles, Jade's got attacking stat, you know, base plus a couple of goals could be 45 to 50. Yeah, if they're scoring if points. If they can get their two yeah. or three conversions. Uh, Charity Shield, February 17th. I will be hoping the Dragons score at least one try and we get to see them kick a goal. I'll be watching that very, very closely to yeah. see who picks up the tee. And if it is Flano, that could be the red sharpie through Lomax. Oh, it's not going near him if yeah. he's not kicking goals. Um, mate, I'll read out a couple of names here. Any of them interest you? Mulatalo, Bradman Best, Suwali'i? Back to centre, no. For um, Suwali'i, you mean? Yeah. yeah, I'm not keen on any of them. The Sharks have... You know what? I don't want to talk about Mulatalo. I, I love him and I'll definitely own him at some point. We yeah. all know it, but... You've just been burned a lot the last two years. Yep, completely fair. Uh, the next player I know you're interested in him, 605K, Jacob Kiraz. Mm. Cat, um, is it pronounced Kiraz? Kiraz. Kiraz. No, you said it fine. Oh, good. You said it fine. Because you said it better though. Yeah, way better. That, was, uh, that flowed. Um, oh, for everyone playing at home, it's because I'm Lebanese. Yes, <laughs> fair point. Um, Kiraz, um, I'm hearing good chance to play centre. Are you, have you got any word on that? I don't have word. I just think I think Connor Tracy nabs one centre spot. Critter will be the other one. Mm -hmm. There's also Bronson Sherry looming there, who's yep. every chance. They don't need a centre. 
I, I think Wing is his best spot so by I. far yeah. and away. All that aside, I think Wing's his best spot. I hope he lands on the wing. You, he, you're, you're interested in him, aren't you? I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, you want him to play wing, I assume? Definitely. I won't yeah. probably go near him at centre. He's like 1-2% owned. Averaged 80-odd. Actually, averaged like 80 first six games last season. He scored three tries at that point. He was injured basically the whole year. He averaged mid-60s late in the year once he got back to a bit of health. He had 33 in base. I reckon, well, early in the year, that was much closer. It was around 40 before injuries. Yeah. The doggies didn't need to be scoring points. He didn't need to be scoring tries. He was scoring regardless. If he plays wing, he will. if he's fully fit and looks good in trials, all the way out of the club, they love the bloke, great work ethic, on and off the field, good fella. I, I think he's a great buy. He's one of the very rare guys that you would genuinely consider from a team that could get the spoon this year yeah. as a CTW just because he does so much work coming out of his own end. Um, You're, do you have any interest? Oh, I have an interest, mate. You might remember I actually grabbed him early last year. I was mm. very excited by him. Then the injuries hit. Um, and I think uh, Kiraz was a little bit too tough for his own good last year. I think he pushed through oh. those injuries and whatnot. They didn't need to bring him back as early as they, they yep, did. Yeah, I right? agree. Uh, so if he can stay fully fit, he's a guy that you need to seriously consider. And once again, when we get to the start of next this season, there's not many points being scored and this guy's throwing up, you know... 50s whilst he's mm. sitting on his ass, fantastic. Um, I reckon, especially sitting next to you, I think I'll get more and more excited about him yeah. as we go. That's it. Like last year, you opened up with scores of 51, 148. 148 was against Melbourne in Melbourne, scored a double, 62, 92, 76. I remember it must have been after the Melbourne game and people would just flock into him. And for whatever yeah. reason, I couldn't get him in. And I remember watching those games, feeling sick because he'd just take two runs a set, bust tackles, then he'd offload, yep. you know, jad the odd try here and there. And I'm just like, he doesn't even have to, he doesn't have to score points. Yeah. He'll just build it. So yep. he's, he's enticing. And then you never, ever, ever wish injuries upon anyone from purely super coach lens. He got injured 12 minutes into that Parramatta game in round seven. And it, uh, the injuries that you can sort of cop as a, as a moral thing is when they just, you know, hurt their ankle a little bit or something. That's not too serious. Just enough to be out for a couple of weeks to screw all the super coaches over. Then he comes back. Yeah. And that's what happened. And uh, he was the, never the same since. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the big talking point. You have to look at him from when he was healthy and he yeah. was flying. I'm very tempted. Yeah. Uh, mate, next guy on the list, Selwyn Cobbo playing centre. No, for me. I'm not even looking at him. God, no. Yep, sweet. I'll, I'll look at him in round eight when he's 500k and he's moved back to the wing. Yep. Uh, Brisbane, very, very tough opening draw as well. Yeah. So hard pass from me. Um, mate, Tom Jenkins is wildly overpriced, 602k. <laughs> I will just say this. If he lands outside Gagai, mm. this Tom Jenkins is very talented. Yeah. I rate him very highly. I would never do it, but if he lands outside Gagai, it would not shock me if he gets into the 700, low 700 yeah. range just because he's going to be in the same spot as Dom Young. Is he as good as Dom Young? No. But he could still score and jag a number of tries early. But I don't think you could possibly take that punt. Nah. And, and for all the reasons I mentioned before, I would need Marju to go down for him to play left edge. Yeah, I just, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. going around near the right edge. You're not going near the right edge after they had the top try scorer out there last year? No. Bold. Yeah. Bold I, well, as said, Frizzell going over there, Ponga dominated. On, I know he dominated on the left last year, but 
I just think that left edge is going to get so much ball this year. Yep, fair. Uh, Ravalawa, without Lomax, I if he's Lomax isn't playing centre inside him, I am not interested at all. Yeah, there'd be cold day in hell when I pick up a Dragons winger in my super coach team. Yep, good shout. Uh, oh, hello. Now, this is one that got a feature in the Rooks starting side, mm. Hamiso. Cat, mm. we already sort of spoke about him a little bit last week. Um, give me your thoughts on Hamiso, why you've gone for him. Well, admittedly, it was as a result of that conversation. Mm. I hadn't considered him before that seriously. And then I just thought there is so much potential with this guy and I'm excited about it and I, I kind of love jumping on the the bandwagon of a, t- uh, of a of a guy with a bit of hype because there's a lot to watch. And I think um, Dolphins are looking good. I think they're only their second year into the tournament and I feel really good about them and I feel like Hammy's shown that he can he can certainly play at, at the highest level. So, like, why not, the, why not the take rook, a chance on him? The Rook's showing some good early promise because <laughs> she's learnt straight away Copy my picks and <laughs> oh. and you will finish top 1%. Wow. So, great start. <laughs> There's that dead horse. It's getting a flogging over there. My <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good shout. He's, he's actually a guy that, I hate saying this, you put on my radar last week. I hadn't even looked at him. I hadn't mm. even considered him. Um, it blew me away that he's only, how, how much is he? Six, 600. 600K. 600K. When you consider the season he had last year, and I know it shouldn't be a factor, but... I'll tell you what, and I'm sure you'll be the same, Cat. I love to have players in my team that I like to watch play mm. footy. And my God, Hamiso's entertaining to watch. Um, Flegler arrives. They get Tommy Gilbert back. It's a very dominant forward pack, which for Hamiso is lightning. You can just about guarantee whenever there's a half break from the Titan, uh, from the Dolphins, he's going to be on the end of it, put that ball down. A fully fit Jeremy Marshall King, <sighs> Herbie in around the rack. <sighs> Yeah, I, Stop it. he's the one that when you were talking before about CT dubs and granted it's a little bit different with Hammer being a fullback, but you said you backed the gut a bit yeah. and I sort of said you, you, you tend to throw the numbers out the window a little bit with CT dubs. That's Hammer for me. I'm just like this bloke's one of the best talents in the NRL. He's lightning quick and he's just going to pick up tries all over the shop just support playing. Yeah. Good Dolphin squad, terrific draw to start the season – my gut just says, why are, you, why are people overlooking this star? I'm fully aware that he could start the season with 30-30-30. But it's a risk I'm willing to take and I, I'm pretty keen on him. Yeah. And for, for a rookie, hearing that, you can see why I would want to bring him in. Like the, the accolades that you've given him. But also, how long would you hold on to a player like that? Say they are getting 30-30-30. At what point do you yeah. decide to make the call, I get rid of him, I, I bring in someone more consistent or do you hold on? Like what's – how do you decide? It's a great question and it did it, come down to how they perform. If the role – I'm not. we know what his role is going to be but if he plays the first two rounds before that initial price drop, so for any first timers out there – Prices don't change on a player until they've played three games. If he comes out in the first two games and he has 10 runs and he's looking a bit lazy around the ruck and not supporting that much, the Dolphins aren't looking great and the ball movements aren't looking great, he's not chiming that well in the back in the, when he's sweeping, I'm sort of going, all right, it doesn't even look like there's points potential there. They mm. don't look good. All these red flags, I'd sell. Yep. If he's in all the right spots and he's supporting and there's a few balls going, going to ground and just – not uh, finishing off plays, these sorts of things. I'm going, 
the big scores around the corner, I'm going to be patient. It's that rugby league eye test, isn't yep. it? You sit there yep. and go, it looks good, it's not quite there, but it's coming. Okay. And I guess as well it comes down to, too, you know, if you get to round, you know, six or seven and you're trying to make that decision, you look at his next four or five weeks, how do I think the Dolphins are going to go here? If I think, hey, there's some pretty weaker defensive mm-hmm. sides coming here, it's mm-hmm. going to be points. Surely that leads mm-hmm. to Hammer points. Yeah. Uh, but I think Hammer is a big eye test guy rather than stats guy. For sure. I think that is just the reality of him, uh, which goes against pretty much everything <laughs> we live and breathe by in Supercoach. Yeah. But I also think that that's just becoming more and more of the game, isn't it? Yeah. And I just look at the opportunity to put a fullback in the CT dub slot. And I yep. love that. Yep. Especially early on in the year. Fantastic. Yep. Completely agree. Uh, AJ needs a lot of tries. I'm um, not sure if you've noticed, scores a lot of tries. Uh, I think he's 25 away from Kenny Irvine. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see the impact Jack Whiten has on mm. AJ's try scoring this year. Uh, it could help or hinder. It, it could go either way and I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I think that we'll get to mid-season and I think mid-season AJ will stand up as he always does. He averages about 80 through the origin period yeah. generally. Not looking to start with him, but the conversation will happen at some point as it always does. I'll own him at some point. The Bunnies will have – they've got a pretty tough draw to start, but – I have a feeling from round six or seven or something that the draw lightens up a little bit and it gets softer. Defence will start to break up. Injuries will start to kick into squads. The bunnies attack will start to flow if it isn't from round one. We'll have had a look at obviously Jack White and inside him, the impact that that has. Uh, I said I think I'll own it at some point, but just not from round one. I'm going to read out names. Tell me when to stop. Okay. Sammy. Tomoko. Cola. Stop. We've got three in. Love that. Why? Uh, straight up, it's a no. But if off the back of what we saw in the final two rounds last year at fullback, it is going to piss me off if they don't get Cola <clears throat> playing as a second fullback at times and sweeping – not sweeping around the ruck, but just chiming in around the ruck, waiting for an offload and up his, upping his involvement. And if he does – Again, this is what I want to happen, not what I think is necessarily going to happen. But if he does and he ups his involvement, I think he could be a terrific little super pod to start the season. But trial watch, does he look to do it? He probably won't. So you can probably put it under the blanket. Then there's obviously if Tommy Turbo does get injured, if he's the next man up at fullback and it's not Garrick, you've got yourself a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, I'll be having a good look at him in trials. I am predicting a round three Monday bloke episode where we have an irrational rant about Anthony Seabold keeping this guy in a corridor. Yeah, yeah. Is my fear. Yeah, I like yeah. it. All right. Names are going to continue with Tyrone Peachy, Ewan Aitken, Jesse Ramian, Isaiah Tass, Will Pensini, Dean Mariner. Stop. 569K. Talk to me. I'm going to tie three players into this. Yeah. Dean Mariner, Corey Oates, Jesse Arthurs. Yep. Whoever lands that right wing spot vacated by Selwyn Cobbo, I like. Okay. I hope it's Arthurs and I hope he switches from left to right because he's the cheapest. Yep. And if he does, I'll start with him my team. If he plays on the left where he did last year, he won't be. If Mariner gets it, Look, I won't start with him from round one, but just that right wing spot is a goal mine outside of Adam Reynolds and where Reese Walsh does a lot of his best work. 
It's a tough draw to start the season for the Broncos, which I don't like for particularly a winger. But I do think whoever lands that right edge wing spot is in for a big supercoach season. I am quietly hoping it's Corey Oates. Mm-hmm. I think he'll probably end up on the left, do you think? Is that how you sort of see it playing out? It is, but I wouldn't say I'm confident about it, but yeah. I, I, that's what I've got, yeah. If I can get Corey Oates at the right wing for the Brisbane Broncos at 450k uh, with Herbie leaving and someone need, needing to pick up the slack coming out of their own end, mate, I've, from, from looking at Corey Oates and their preseason pitches and everything and hearing mm. everyone at the Broncos, they're raving about him. Slater picked him in his Queensland squad the yeah. other day, essentially wow. from reserve grade. Um, I think Corey Oates is in for a big, big bounce-back season this year. We'll get to him soon. But, yeah, I think that right-wing spot is very interesting. Whoever lands there is going to be a talking yeah. point for sure. Yeah. I just – I wish Dean Mariner wasn't 560K. It's he a lot of bicky. He came in and killed it last year. Yeah. He scored tries. Um, yeah, if it's Oates, he'll have 20 runs a game. Yeah. So, huge watching whoever gets that. Couple of interesting guys here. Uh, Sifa Talakai, uh, more of the same, I guess. Like, if he's playing left centre, you know he'll score well. Is he going to have that huge ceiling? I don't know. You've got Ito over there who could take that spot. I have no idea what Craig Fitzgibbon's going to do. My gut tells me he'll probably just do the same thing he's always done based on history. Yeah. Which, I mean, they've made the finals last two years. So, sure, Sifa's been incredible. I just don't think I can do it with Sifa anymore. No, I can't do it either. Average 56 last season. He only scored, what did he play? He played 21 games, scored five tries, playing centre. He's a guy with, an, you know, because he's played so much back row in the NRL, every game he plays at centre, he's going to get better in theory. Like, he could average 70 plus at the end of the year, 75 plus, and it could all just come together and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yep. But need to see a lot first. I, if I could give you a, you guys at home, a bold prediction, I'm going to say round eight or round nine, we're sitting at the coffee shop on a Wednesday morning and one of us says to each other, Siva hasn't scored a try and he's averaging 58. Yeah. And then we both get hot and heavy for him. We bring him in. He doesn't score a try for 10 weeks, still averages 58 and we're disappointed. Yeah. That's, it's just the same old story with Talakai. I think that exact process played out last year in the lifted bloke. Yeah. From memory. For sure. It will happen again. I will get sucked in at some point. <laughs> Huge Talakai guy. Um, Connor Trace is interesting. 566K. If I was coaching Canterbury, which I must stress I'm not, but if I was, yet, I would be finding a spot for Tracy in my side. I think he's one of the better footballers at that club. Center, fullback, halves. I don't know where you get him, but fuck, I'd be finding a spot for him. Yeah, the old victim of his own versatility. Yeah. Connor Trace, he can play everywhere, but which one can he master and be enough to be a starting NRL player? 79 minutes per game last season, so we don't unfortunately get him at a discounted rate if he does land a starting spot. I suspect he could start at centre, but God knows. Like, trying to predict that Bulldogs back seven, their back line, good yeah. luck. Uh Again, another one, given the right spot. He could be very super coach relevant at some point, but need to see how things play out in that side. 560K, Connor Tracy. I'll give you a hypothetical. We get to round one, and this is honestly what I would consider. Do- well, assuming they play Critter at centre, mm. right? I would play him at fullback. But if they're going to play Critter at centre, that leaves a couple of options for fullback. The front runner by everyone seems to be Blake Taff. He would not be my fullback. I would seriously consider playing Connor Tracy at fullback. Um, hasn't played a lot there in the NRL, but I've watched him play a lot there for the Newtown Jets last year. I was very, very impressed with him there. Uh, gets through a lot of work, Connor Tracy. 
Granted, Canterbury aren't going overly well. If he's playing fullback, do you look at him or is he still is 560k just too much to spend still? I'd be too concerned even at fullback of him only lasting a few games there. Yeah, yeah. Fair. I'm with you. I rate him and, and I, he could get that spot and lock it in. But with Blake Taff, with Stephen Crichton, they've just got so many options. So I, I just wouldn't be confident enough that he'd keep the role. Yeah. Fair. Jack Bird playing centre this year. Uh, one of the reverse CGW 2RFs. Not really where you want him. Uh, obviously, Flano's got the best out of him in the past, but I think I've just been hurt by Jack Bird too many times. It's one of the most volatile relationships of my life. I can't do it. Yeah. Pa- hard pass. Hard pass. This one will be interesting. Daniel Tupu, one of your, one of your little man crushes just quietly. Even though Matty the Border Boy doesn't want to see him in first grade, which knocked me for six yeah. the other day. Fucking dribbler. Um, I disregard anything Matty the Water Boy says about the Roosters. The Roosters yep, very fair. But he felt wildly passionate about that. Um, Daniel Tupu, 558k. It is unders for what we know this guy can do. If James Tedesco finds his pass again this season, he could be very interesting. I'm worried about Suwaliti passing the ball. But we know that when Teddy's at his best, that cut out to the yeah. left winger, gold. Yeah, you've nailed on the head there. Just needs we need to see Teddy's passing game come back come back to life. What did he score last year? Not that many tries. We know the rest started really slow. He spaced thirty three, which is still very good. The other thing is because there's so much competition for backline spots there. Not that I think Daniel Tupper has ever been a, a person to you know be complacent and expect to be in the team, but he will know that that spot is not locked in in a few bad games and he'll be out. Yeah. So. Yeah, look, I won't be starting with him, but so if Teddy finds that pass and the Roosters start faster than previous years, he's, he's always got to be on, on the watch list. Yeah. The next few guys on the list, Saab, Sivo, Smith, Simonson, more S's than Mississippi, and I don't care about any of them. Are you the same? Yeah. The next man, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, obviously returning to the NRL this year, which I'm super hyped about. Uh, unfortunately, not returning to play fullback, returning to play center. We spoke about him briefly before. 539K. If he was 430K, I'd probably start with him. I personally think at center, this is just where Roger will average. I think he's perfectly yeah. in value. So it's a pass from me. Yeah, no, I think um, rare occasion, mate. Well said. Thank he's, you. He's at about 100K more than you would have wanted him. Yep. He's at center. We haven't seen how he's going to go there. You know, sound like a broken record. If he roams yep. and has 23 runs a game from centre, we'll talk. Because although SJ does so much of his damage cutting out the centre to hit Dallin, if it's Roger there, he'll be getting some ball. Uh, so we can talk, but you need to see a lot first. It Touch. is interesting to see that his ownership's at 16%, which is like relatively high considering his mm. pri- that price range as well. Yeah, I think that's all name. Yeah, I Must, think so I think too. it's all name. Uh, Touchwood doesn't happen. Chance goes down injured in the preseason. He's out for an extended period. Rogers playing fullback at 539K available at CTW, which means he'll get dual eventually. I would grab him then. If he's playing fullback, yeah, it'd be... Without a doubt. Be, definitely. And interesting point you make their rook about the ownership. I'm just looking at it now. Oh, this does surprise me. He's the highest owned player over 458k. So Taylor May is the third most owned. The rest of them are cheapies. Yeah, wow. So at 539k. Yeah. 
this is exciting. Like looking at the CT dubs, I mentioned about the premium picks and having a bit of diversity there. You know, th- there's not Rogers the only one over. There's no one in the top ten over five over four hundred fifty k. Good opportunity. Yeah, very much so. Uh, next man, 353K, Katoni Staggs. I believe he's going to BSBU for $48,000 after the show because uh, he's still – have you heard that one? Uh-huh. One of the great yards. Well, for me. Thank God so I should tell that again. Yeah. I'm so glad you that. that. Um, mate, I, I understand the opinion by people. Herbie's left, who's the strike centre. Um, Katoni just played for the Kangaroos. Big season incoming. Um, for me, every season's been a big season incoming for Katoni. I'm starting to wonder if we if this is just who Katoni is. I'm not interested. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you, you mentioned before we're going to get to a point where we'll be talking about Talakai and then we're going to be let down. Yeah. Well, it'll be the same with Stags minus about twenty in base. Yeah. I we have this combo every year. Yeah. And nothing's changed yet to suggest otherwise. There's there's a lot of things that point to Stags doing better. Herbie leaving, Selwyn moving. Mm. Maybe he becomes a strike guy on that edge. Brisbane just being a good footy side again. Yeah. I'm just – I'm not convinced we're going to see a massive uptick. I think Staggs is just going to always be this guy. He's going to score an awesome try during the trials where he's going to obliterate four blokes. Supercoach is going to start talking, but it's going to take more than that. Jackie Boy Whiten, your boy arriving at the South Sydney Rabbitohs, CTW. Uh, obviously a guy that supercoach-wise is, is one, he's a classic better NRL player than he is supercoach player. Um, I want to see it before I believe it. Even when he's scoring tries in Canberra, he's not scoring great in supercoach. Do you see anything here? Not yet. Yeah. I'm not putting the red sharpie through him. I mean, I'm not starting with him, don't get me wrong, but... So intrigued to see how he goes. Lining up on the left edge, one of, you know, probably the top three, if not the top one, when it's on edges in the competition. Playing there with Latrell, Cody, far out, it's a good spot to be. And all Jack has to do is focus on running. Bit of a tip on here and there, but uh, it'd be fascinating to see how it plays out. Yeah. If he arrives at South Sydney and we see a new breath of fresh air in Jack White and where he's having 20 runs a game, then he becomes interesting because mm. he'll break two tackles each, uh, every single one of those runs, but we've got to see it first. Interesting as well, like, let's say they line up with Luttrell, eight, Luttrell will be fullback, AJ will be on one wing. Let's say Ty Munro gets the, the other wing and it's a very small wingers and Luttrell who, you know, is not going to have 25 runs a game and get through a lot of work. They might say to Jack, Jack, we need you, Campbell Graham already does it, Jack, we need you having 20 runs a game. Bloody oath. So... Yeah, obviously Jack guy's not going to be playing, I think, the first two to three weeks. Yeah. Um, still chewing on Tyson Gamble's uh, Warwick Farm there. <laughs> so we won't see him for the first few weeks, but when Jack does come in, he'll be a big, big watch there. Uh, mate, I'm going to go into cruise control here and skip through a couple of names. The only one I think here that might interest you could be Murray Tualungi. I know you've had a soft spot for him for quite some time. Yeah, it'll just be a – I wouldn't do it. Much like Valamai, though, on the wing for the cows, if they fire with how good drink is with his ball playing, could come out and set the world alight, but not a risk I'm willing to take. Yep. Dylan Lucas, next year I want to talk about 502K. Uh, big caveat here, if he lines up at that right edge spot or left, if the rumours are wrong about Frizzell, if he plays 80 minutes in the back row, I will have Dylan Lucas in my team. Uh, Kai Pierce-Paul is looming there. I think it's very evident the Newcastle Knights are very high on him. Um I love the idea of Dylan Lucas, but I just don't think it's going to play out like we're hoping. If he gets that spot, 
He averaged four eighty-minute games last season. Averaged seventy point two five. He averaged fifty-six in base in that time. Yeah. So at five hundred k dual position, you'd nearly have to have him. I know it's a pretty small sample size, but the work rate's there. Just Kai Pierce Paul, like the yeah. raps on him are big, and it just doesn't help that Pierce Paul had that toe injury that's slowed up his preseason. There's a bit of talk that he's going to be to tr- get a bit of trial time, Pierce Paul, but. You can just see Lucas starting in round one, Pierce Paul off the bench as he gets back to fitness. You know, maybe Pierce Paul doesn't crack it down under in the NRL, but he comes on, Frizz will play 80 on the edge, so Pierce Paul comes on and spells Lucas, or by round two, round three, Pierce Paul gets match fitness and he's starting. It's going to be a tough one going into round one because I really like Pierce Paul and Lucas's buyers, whoever gets it, but... Yeah. Competing with each other. I think I'll be avoiding both. Yeah. I think I'll just wait to see. Avoid both and then just pick one of them up round three if the buy's there. Yeah. If Pierce Paul starts in round one, lock and load, because he's got three forty K. Nah? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably because of the value. But I just I'm very worried about him coming to Australia and whether he handles the physicality. Yeah. And you won't know that until probably you're a month in. Mm. Um, bless you. Producer sneezing on day one. Unbelievable, yeah. right? Sorry, guys. First the cruise, now sneezing. Jeez. Yeah. This wouldn't happen with Matty the Waterboy, you know? <laughs> no. Just a complete professional. Yeah, he never sneezes. It's actually a disease. It is actually wild now I think about it. You've never heard him sneeze? No. Not once. I feel yeah. like that's, that's Can you recall any? Nah. We never stop coughing, but he never sneezes. Here I am, busting my ass to not cough this <laughs> podcast, and I haven't. And then the rook comes in and sneezes. <laughs> Love that. All in vain. Bless you. Thank um, you. Yeah, Dylan Lucas, Kaipis Paul. Kaipis Paul, if he gets that spot, you're right at the price, yeah. But I feel like this is going to be a headache for everyone moving forward. Bless Marju. Hey, it's not bad from you. Stavatoa, Tafare, Katoa, Jake Avrillo, Ty Munro. Now, Ty Munro. Sorry, was there anyone else in that list you wanted to talk about? I think they're all pretty. I wasn't really listening to you, mate. Yeah, I didn't think so. Ty Munro. Um, the Rook. Mm. You've gone with the Rook from mm. South Sydney, Ty Munro. Mm. I will say this about Munro. With Jack White out round one, two, and I think round three. I think he's out for a few, few weeks anyway. I assume you'll see Isaiah Tass line up at left centre. I assume you'll see Ty Munro at right wing. Jack will return, go to left centre. Jack. He returns round yep. three. Great. What a clusterfuck that's going to be. <laughs> so Jack returns, which means that Isaiah Tass will either drop out of the side or he'll move to the wing. Um, my opinion on Ty Munro, I love him. I think he's going to be a superstar of our game. I think he's very raw at the moment. I would keep Isaiah Tass on the wing mm. with the plan to have Ty Munro at the back end of the season. So I think he could be a little bit of a trap rook, mm. but he is a classic guy that you look at and you back your gut in. If he's playing, he could score three tries a week. He's got that sort of ability. Where are you sitting on Ty? Yeah, it was interesting. I, I sort of thought had him locked in on the wing in my team, then spoke to Maddie, the water boy, and the potty a couple of weeks ago, and he sort of suggested similar to you, mm. and you probably would have had a chat to him in your bunnies preview. Yep. And just sort of said similar that thinks he'll probably be there by the end of the year, but they might ease him into it. Mm. So I, I know, like, before we had that conversation, the, the Supercoach spy was, was really keen on him. Again, I'm just not keen on that right edge in general, but we saw in the sample size last year when he played, he was outstanding. Yeah. Give him an inch, takes a mile, and he's away and gone. So, look, not for me even if he gets named, but, yeah, he, I'd just put him in there. He's a gun. Three 80-minute games last year, um, base scores of 16, 14, and 20. Mm. 
that does worry me a little bit when you're starting with him and he's not at like basement price. Yeah. You could lose a bit of money early and then you have the risk of him losing his spot. Uh, but I think Ty Munner as a classic, you need to be listening to what the coach is saying and whatnot because he's one of those guys that at the moment I think he's raw, but when they're spending three months with him in the offseason yeah. and he's doing amazing things, he might just shut all that down within South Sydney. Mm-hmm. What was your thought process well, there? knowing that he spent the full preseason with the, mm. with the first team, you know, he's... I've noticed a lot of changes with him. I've met him a couple of times. He's grown as well, which I think is important. It's very clear that he's a smaller frame. He needs a bit more weight on him too. I think that's definitely a big objective for South Sydney. But I've seen him play live. Very exciting to watch. Once again, going back to the hammer argument of sometimes you just put a player on because you love to watch them play. Um, But I do – I was looking at him as kind of – that initial investment, seeing if he does get a couple of tries, goes up in price, might be an early sell. Yep. Um, but he is in my initial squad. We shall see. Yeah, he's a vibe call. Time Munro. Yeah, that debut vibe. game last year as well was against against the Warriors. Remember in the torrential rain over yep. New Zealand? And he just looked unreal. Looked fantastic, yeah. He's a great player. He's going to be a future star of our game. I'm just not sure if he's my player to start mm. the year. Mm. Um Let's have a look at going down this list, mate. One guy that I think is a little smoky that no one's talking about. There's there's, there's actually two guys in this list. There's Tommy Eisenhuth and Dan Russell, who I wouldn't be surprised if one of them lands an 80-minute edge spot at the Dragons, which isn't the most exciting thing in the world, but both are available at CTW. Mm. Um, believe me, it's the most uninspiring move you could possibly fucking make, but it might be a lock-in 50, 55 a week. If they're playing 80 minutes. Yeah, it's what Tommy's 356 and Russell... 482. So... Well, if, if So uninspiring. But if Tommy Eisenhuth starts on the edge and we expect him to play 80... I've heard edge. he's a good shot to play right edge. Yeah, which I'm, is on Ben Hunt's side too. Him. So, yeah. Um, what, just, just two guys to keep in mind there. Uh, I'll go through the list, mate. Tell me when to stop. Fox. Jackson Bolo. Um... I got Kempy ringing me. Should we take it live on air? <laughs> You're a braver man than me. Let's have some. You probably want to talk, Supercoach. Hey, mate, we're live on beers and break evens. I'm, I'm glad you've rung. Yeah, mate. Listen, I've just I've heard some very very poor chat has been going around <laughs> in the Supercoach uh, world. Gotten messages. Some people have got some bugs in the studio. I just wanted to ring up and say I've got a smoky for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me. Um, listen, I'm hearing I'm hearing whispers, and you guys know I've got connections in Brisbane. With this young fella named Reese Walsh, <laughs> player, um, you know, people are going to say he's overpriced. I don't think so. Uh, apparently, he's can he's decent try assist, pretty quick. So that's a smoky for this year. Just just a, that one's free. That one's free. They're saying he's the best looking Bronco since Denon Kemp. Can you confirm? Um. Well, since me, I mean, you could argue it's definitely since me. Um, look, some say we look similar. I'm going to be honest. I get a lot of people saying, oh, you Reese Walsh? And I have to go, no, 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 I was, I was a winger before, EC. Um, it's strange. So I, I always felt we didn't look that similar, but who knows, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, as they say, Guru, you know that. Oh, I do know that, well Kem- and truly. Kempi, they're, uh, they're saying that he's way too good looking to, to seriously survive Vegas alive, mate. The what, sorry? They're saying he's too good looking to survive Vegas. Oh, listen, if you can survive Gold Coast, Burley Hill, <laughs> you can survive Vegas. Harley Smith Shields apparently hasn't been seen since he arrived on the Goldie. Whereas Reese Walsh, he owns that place. He owns <laughs> that place. So, look, if you can survive Gold Coast, 
hopefully you can sign him. Um, and look, what's the, look, Reese Walsh goes over there, a cheeky little controversy, gets some headlines in, in America. Is that such a bad thing? Jeez. Pearl clutcher. Timmy the pearl clutcher. That's what we'll call you, mate. Just because Canberra's weather is, you've got to wear a fucking snow jacket in the middle of summer. <laughs> Mate, it's been one of the great cameos. We appreciate it. Uh, can I give you a buzz when we're done? Where were we up to? I was about to read out a list of guys. You tell me when to mm. stop. Fox, Jackson Bolo, uh, Tessie New, Pompey, Tane Milne, Seb Chris, Zach Labart. Okay, Taylor May. Let's talk Taylor May. Zach Labart's also a smoky. Yeah. He's very good. 465k, it's a little bit overs for me. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so he yeah. could become interesting. Could I'm watch. also worried about Valia taking that spot. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Taylor May, 458k, huge talking point coming into this season. Um, I know he's coming off an ACL injury. The only thing that interests me as far as that goes is that the Penrith Panthers traditionally name a player who's come back from injury at the Panthers, not fucking sweet and firing. Mm. They no like they they just they recover players better than anyone else in this competition. Uh, 458k. I think if you have a look at Taylor May before he got injured, he's about a 65 point player. Will he be at that? Probably not. Coming off an ACL, history tells us he won't. But man, if he's 10 points below that, you're looking at a 55 point average in the best team in the competition. I really like Taylor May. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, he's also what's normally a nine month generally re- return to play from an ACL, he's had 12 months. Yeah. So he's had maximal time because he did it was pre-season last year, wasn't it? Yeah, priced on a 64-point average. He's not priced on, sorry, that's for the average in 2022. So he's priced on about a 44 average. Base 29, that 2022 season, 87 tackle bus in 20 games. Christ. Really hope he's on the wing. At centre, I'm still keen on him because I don't see how he can go wrong. Yeah. But on the wing, it'll be like he could be a keeper. Yeah, I, I think at centre he still gets through enough work. I'd rather him on the wing as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, at centre I'm still interested. You have a look uh, back in 2022, average 64, as we said. Uh, the thing that stood out to me, though, was that across those 20 games that year, he only had two games where he went sub 40. So a pretty good knock. Um, there was a five-week span where he didn't score a single try, which is very rare in mm. that side. He averaged 45 across that period. So very good. what you're getting him at there, in my opinion, is he's pretty much absolute basement. That's it. Worst case, he averaged that 40 to 45 and he holds value. And like, all right, whatever. You just probably persist with him at that point. But I don't think you're going to be losing cash on him. Next guy on this list that interests us is Corey Oates. We already touched on him, though. Uh, next person that grabs my attention, Deloise Hoiter is obviously one that if he grabs that wing spot, we could be talking about him. Um, any – who's – Jesse Arthurs, we already spoke about him. Valia, 357K, if he gets in, we'll have a chat about him. Mate, if Hutcho lands at halfback for the Canterbury Bulldogs, which I think is very possible, I am – the closer I get to this season – the more I'd be leaning towards Hutcho as my halfback, which is wildly unfair on Sexton. But I just think Hutcho could be a better fit. Available at CTW, 354K. Probably not for me. What are your thoughts? Not keen at that price. I don't know. Mate, you could quite easily convince me here. Take me away. I I haven't run the numbers as such, but he's priced on a 51-point average last season playing every different position in the game. Let's just have a live look. So played seven last year in round 25, 80 minutes for 48 points. Played halfback round 24 against the Dolphins last year, 
130 points, two tries. Played, I think he started in the halves the game before that as well, 42 points in 80 minutes. Scrolling back, played seven in round 12. He had 28 points in 80 minutes against the Dragons. Uh, I mean, at that price, if he's a starting halfback, I'd be pretty keen. Last two games of last year, playing halfback, as you said, 130-48. What stood out to me was his base stats, 50 and 44. Just pretty wild when playing halfback. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, The game before that, he played 14, but he played the full 80 minutes. I might get up and find out if that was a halfback game. Uh, But... Yeah, it, maybe I was a bit harsh on him to start. He's a guy that's interesting. I just It just worries me that if Burton's at six, he's at seven, if he could change um, throughout the year and then we're sort of left with a bit of a head fuck there, having him sitting there on our side. He played seven that game. He played seven, okay, sweet. So and he based, what was that one, like a 32 base or something at halfback? Mm. Oh, no, a bit lower, 26. Yeah, okay, so read into that what you will. I, I just feel like there might be options that have more upside and their positions are safer potentially. Mm. Wildly interesting though. Very interesting. Very interesting. And look, it'll also come down to, we'll get to a few of them shortly, but um, the cheapies that are available. Yeah. If there's a bunch of good cheapies, sweet, we'll look elsewhere. But if there's not, and there very well may not be, at CT Dub, we do it. On that note, welcome to Cheapy Land. Yeah. Let's get stuck into it. And this is where I think we can get four cheapies this year in CTW. Yeah, I think there's, there's enough there. You, you might be. depending If all the dominoes fall our way, you might be able to get more. Um, but let, let's go through the options, mate. Xavier Savage, the first guy that comes to mind for me, 350K. Will we do the Raiders boys all at once? Yeah. Because there, uh, there are a couple of options. And if you are going to have any of these Raiders boys in your side – you will tend to have them in the CTW. There are some that are available at 5'8". We'll get to them. Um, Xavier Savage, if he lines up fullback round one, I'll be honest with you, mate, I was shocked when I actually had a look at Xavier Savage's supercoach scores. Mm. They're actually pretty impressive. Yeah, right. On at fullback? At fullback, yeah. I sort of – I'll get it up now. Uh, but I was, I was a bit surprised. I didn't expect his scores to be that great uh, for him. But you have a look like last year – he only played on the wing last year. I'll go to 2022, though, and get these stats up. Um, he was pretty impressive, supercoach-wise, and I didn't really remember this. Um, so when playing fullback, you have a look at the last few games last year. I think his last 12 games or so, 34, 96, 66, 65, 62, 28, 57, 52, 60, 51, 48, 73. Good numbers. It's fucking great numbers. I do not recall it being like I mean, that How many tries all. in there are we looking at? Uh, one, two, three, four, five tries in ten games. It's the fastest guy on the field. He's going to score tries, mm. especially off the back of that forward pack. A few little half bars. Yeah, it's uh, and mate, it's it's his base in a lot of these. Like a lot of these games, his base is sort of twenty eight to thirty three. There's a handful of games where it's under twenty eight, but pretty handy. Better than I thought. Yeah, heaps better than I thought as well. So uh, if Xavier Savage does land the spot round one, he becomes interesting. You've obviously got Chevy Stewart as well, who's another option. If he lands fullback round one, he's interesting. The big caveat with all these Raiders boys is that Seb Chris returns round round two. Round two. Yeah, mad. So we'll get one look at them. We'll get excited about them. Seb Chris comes in and I, th- I think almost certainly bumps one of them out of the side, whether it be Strange, KO Weeks or Chevy or Xavier, I have no idea. <sighs> but, geez, there's trap written on some of those so guys. Annoying. 
So yeah, like just it's a perfect shit storm, isn't it? Because yeah. Ethan Strange, who probably plays centre round one, can also play in the halves. Ko, he's been signed as five eight, but can also play fullback. It's it's a shit show. It's a shit fight, yeah. And we know how much Ricky loves Seb Chris. Mm. He will be in that side somewhere, and so he should be. Well, that's I, like. I'd imagine he would play centre. That's where I would have him. So where's that land, Ethan Strange? Probably reserve grade. Probably. Possibly 5'8". Potentially 5'8". Honestly, yeah. there's so many different avenues, yeah. so many ways that this could play out. And that's why, mate, there's no need to go into too much more until we see the trials and see round one team, right, because we don't know. Yeah, we if only know. we had a little bit of knowledge into the Canberra Raiders that could maybe help us as the season got closer. We'll be tapping into every resource in the nation's capital for this one. You bet we will be. Shout out to uh, the great Williams family. Um, Okay, let's move. So that's the Raiders sort of done and dusted. Uh, It's just a big trial watch and we'll see how we go. Uh, who else down there of these cheapies? You've obviously got Sawfile on guy. I've seen him in a lot of teams. I I think he's too small to play centre. I think they've got good wing options. I think Pappy will be the fullback. I don't really understand people going Sua at the moment, and I'm the biggest Falongo fan in the fucking world. Where do you sit on it? Oh, like provided Pappy's fit for round one, best case he plays off the bench and might get 15 minutes a game. Yep. Realistically, well, like that could happen. Bellyache has opted for a, like a back utility on the bench in the past. But could be playing reserve grade. I just he'd need to be starting to even consider him. And as I said, he's not basement price. So yeah, he also like when Pappy did come back to reserve grade last year, he played on the wing and did really well. But Xavier Coates, the brick. I don't think you want to play either of them at centre. Yeah, it's bench or nothing. It's bench or nothing. Yeah, and oh, fuck, like I'm actually hoping he does play bench. To be honest, with you. Mm-hmm. hopefully we get a couple of teens in there, and he drops down to that. Yeah, 250k mark and then we can dive on him uh, if he manages to find his way into that side. Um, Other guys on this list that jump out to me, Jack Bostock's been one that has popped up at the Dolphins. He's a sniff to start on the left wing, I believe. I think it's him and Tessie New fighting it out for that spot. Uh, As with a lot of the guys we're going to talk about over the next few minutes, just watch trials and keep an eye on Teamless Tuesday. Watch trials. He's... uh Bostock, a little bit awkwardly priced. His three his games last season. Oh, look, I'd pick Tessie New on the wing, but I said on a previous podcast, but if Jack Bostock does get the wing spot, he's obviously killing it if he's unseating Tessie New. Yeah. Uh, four games last year, average 39, had three scores of 21, 29, and 17. So I'd still be reluctant. Yeah, my gut feel is Tessie New right now, but trial watch, mm. see how it all plays out. Um, sounds like the if if you're right and Ruben Garrick is locked into the centres, Tommy Talao at 287k, potentially playing left centre outside turbo, piqued my interest a little bit. But if Ruben Garrick's there and Cole is playing centre, mm. Tommy Talao, I don't think we can go yeah. near him. Reassess if Rubes goes back to the wing. Yeah, Ben Trevojevic, we already sort of touched on him. Uh, God knows what's happening with Josh Schuster right now. If he manages to land at that left edge spot... In the second row, pick him up at CTW, 277K. I personally think as much as I don't trust Burbo to stay there the entire year, there's too much to lose not having him. Yeah, I agree. And his numbers when he plays minutes are pretty decent. He's got some attacking upside. The dual position is just invaluable. Yeah. Especially if we were to end up with, say, a Dylan Lucas and a Ben Trebojevic sort of thing and you could alternate him around a little bit. 
look, he could play round one and, and Schuster doesn't or Schuster plays the bench. Then by round two, he could be off the bench. But, look, he's one injury from slotting into the – not into the back line, but like during a game sort of thing, getting big minutes. You know, he might be one or two injuries – one injury in the forward pack away from slotting into big minutes during a game. So, you know, all the noise around Josh Schuster at the price, dual position, looks pretty good to me. Yeah, I think the dual position is a big plus for me. If he was just CTW and you could be risked with him sitting there, that sucks. The dual position makes him a little bit more interesting in my opinion. Yeah, so if, he, if he's starting round one, probably in for me. A couple of guys here that um, they've gained a bit of traction I've seen in Supercoach side just because of their price. Start with Nick Kotrick, mate. Um, 270K. Um, for me, Nick Kotrick is at 270K for a reason though. Um, he is just not the player he was a couple of years ago. I know there's injury-affected games and whatnot um, from last season and, and limited minute games, but with the talent down there at the Canberra is the direction they're heading in, you'd know more than me. Mm. But even at 270k, Kotrick just doesn't interest me. Yeah, he was basing like 20-odd in his 80-minute games last season. The Raiders' attack is not going – it's not hyped to be terrific this season. How many attacking opportunities will he get? I don't actually have him in my starting team at the moment anyway. So in the Raiders' starting side? Yeah, well, I've got Rapana and Hopawadi on the wings. Yeah, completely fair. And then we fair. don't know what's going to happen with Chris. So Yeah, no, completely fair. Yeah, so he's one that I think a lot of people have got in just because of name, not doing it for me. Um, who else have we got here? Harley Sexy Shields, 238K. Uh, I had him in my team early. The more I think about that Titan side, I'm, I'm far from convinced he actually gets into it. If AJ Brimson's taking a centre spot... He's not playing. Brian Kelly's got to be in there somewhere. So yeah. probably a watch for as the season plays out. Uh, we mentioned the night second rollers before. Jed Cartwright, probably the other smoky, but I think he's at long odds to get in front of those other two, realistically. Yeah, quite high ownership, which is like people just being optimistic and trying to plug holes. I get it's early in the season, but I don't see where he's... He might not even start in 17. Yeah, I don't think he's a shot. Um, one guy to keep an eye on, and look, the Tigers aren't playing round one, but this uh, Solomon Alamalo, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Apologies if that is wrong. Coming over from Rugby Union, I reckon he's going to be a watch in trials. Doesn't play round one. He's 238K. Hopefully, if he does get that spot, um, he won't have a price update till round four. If you've fucked up on one of your other CTWs, which we probably will somewhere, mm. he could be a nice little downgrade if he wins I'll that spot. I'll trade Hutchinson down to him. It's not a bad shout, actually. <laughs> Don't mind that. Uh, Mapalungi, he's another one. If he lands on that right wing for the Newcastle Knights, he will come straight into my side. I'm not convinced it will be him, but at 219k, standing outside Dane Gagai in a decent football side where the top try scorer was last year. If he wins that spot, I think that's a must, don't you? Yeah, at the price. Yeah, at yeah. the price. Itero, my boy, uh, 219k as well. If he lands in that shark starting side, we'll talk about him. If he doesn't, <laughs> I can see a world where a lot of people just have him carrying him up on their bench anyway. Waiting for him to get a start. Waiting for him to get a start. But I think there's I think there's too many other cash cows and guys to make money on to start with him if he's not there. Yeah. Um, anyone else on that list that sort of stands out to you, mate, that we haven't spoken about? Sherry CEC. Bronson Sherry. Bronson – oh, did I just skip past Bronson? Yeah. Oh, good. Straight past him. Take me away. Uh, look, I – don't know. I don't think anyone knows if he's going to start round one at centre for the Bulldogs. Yep. I think he'll have an opportunity to win a starting spot in trials. How does he come back after four years out of the game? If he kills it, he probably plays round one. If he's a bit slow to return, which is every chance, probably comes back via New South Wales Cup. 
look at what is he early 300 Ks. If he does get a start in round one, we know what his ability was like four years ago. He'll, with his speed, strong bastard. Yeah, he's definitely one to watch, mate. Uh, I think it all just depends on the eye test in trials. If he's picked there where they play Stephen Crichton, there's a number of factors with Bronson that mm-hmm. go into it. Uh, but we know with his sort of ability, if he does get into the side, very tasty yeah. straight away. He kills the trials, looks good, game on. All right, guys, thanks for joining us once again on Beers and Break Evans. That is CTW done, one of our bigger episodes of the year. Uh, next week, we get into our halves. Halves, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll combine halfback 5-8 for next, next week, so that's going to be a massive, massive episode there. Let us know in the comments, guys, uh, which CTWs are you leaning towards at the moment? Who's going to be your little pod play or where you're going to spend your big money on? Very, very keen to get all your thoughts. SC Playbook last night, big episode with the great Darus. Yes, Adam Darusi, Doggy's director, on board for the episode uh, with the SC Spy and Matty the Waterboy. Four more club previews, including the Doggies. We did talk a bit of team structure, how we're setting up our sides, uh, all the good stuff. And also my first team reveal of the season up at the website, scplaybook.com.au. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Give us any little insights? Uh, Hamiso's in. Oh, love got, that. Reese Walsh in. I've got Hammer. Reese Walsh is not in. Yeah, good. I've locked in Ponga, and I'm tossing up between my second fullback slot between a couple of blokes, very hard. Have you spent over $1.5 million in halfback? I have. Yeah, nice. I, I, we'll get to it next week. We'll I, it. I'm really struggling to look past clear. I don't find any value outside of those two. Yeah. I don't know who to go. I completely agree, yeah. 100%. Uh, guys, thank you for joining us once again on Biz and Break Evens. Uh, make sure you check out those events for Blue Wealth Property over the next few weeks, on again for another season. Uh, big announcements coming there very, very soon. Uh, we'll put the link in the description to check out their upcoming events. We done and dusted? Done and dusted. How good. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. All right, oh, I'm going to stop that recording.